top of the day. This is True Crime Edition Hot Garbage Show. I'm your host, Nisha. This is my beautiful best friend, Nicole. Who the badass. And we're coming at you today with part two of this Michael Peterson story. Are you ready for part two? You remember I'm always we... down to throw up the deuce. Yeah. Do you remember where we left off at, right? So Michael Peterson, Kathleen Peterson, the kids are grown up, kind of went off to college. Well, they're all college age, but one of them went to a party you know, Michael and Kathleen, they're partying together, celebrate some good news, and Kathleen is found dead at the bottom of a staircase. Yeah, I don't think you told me the kid went to a party, though. You just left that fact out. Yeah, remember I said in part one, I said the oldest son, Todd, he went off to a Christmas, he went to a Christmas party. Oh, that was his son, Todd. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, I don't know where the other kids were. I know that they're all, like, grown-ish at this time, but I don't, it only said, the research said Todd went to a Christmas party, so he wasn't home. So they took that time to kind of have some grown-up time, Michael and Kathleen. Man, I mean, they sound like they was doing good, like the guy from The Facts of Life, dude, on yeah. The Facts of Life. Yeah. I don't know the other words of the song, so don't expect me to sing that shit. But the yeah. point is, they seem like they was living the life like that. Mm-hmm. They was. And so at this point now, the police is here. They probably ad- adopted a little brown child, like Angelina Jolie. I'm telling <laughs> you, like, they was living life. Yeah, they wasn't playing around, you know? It's, it's, it's unfortunate what happened. Now, the police is here now. Now, at first, Michael did not think the police was against him. You know, they, they asked him some questions. And, you know, he was just a doting husband. So, at first, it was like he was the victim, you know. But his son, Todd, at this point, Todd had returned back from the Christmas party. And he told him that the police was suspecting him. And he ended up calling Michael's brother, who happened to be an attorney. The attorney told him not to say anything. Which Why would was, Todd say that? Because, uh, because I guess, um, I don't know if Todd overheard, like, something that the police was saying or just their mannerisms and something wasn't right. So that's why Todd, you know, could see things that, you know, his dad, you know, how, like, sometimes you're in a situation and, like, you're like, you don't see it. You don't see you're being the suspect. And you're, his son was like, hey, dad, like, they're, like, suspecting you. Like, you know what I mean? It was kind okay. of like a looking out thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like Michael was oblivious to it, but his son kind of saw, you okay. know. And... The attorney, of course, told Michael, don't say anything to the police. Because at first, Michael was going to cooperate. He was going to, you know, answer questions. And what do I always say? Whether you're guilty or innocent, don't answer anything for the police unless you have an attorney. Girl, you say a lot of don't do's for the yeah. cops. So you're going to have me getting drug out of a car and beat. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> well, like I was told not to do this. Don't pull over for your ass. And don't do this. <laughs> don't show you my ID and don't give you my hands. They're going to be like, you know what, little colored boy? Well, because you have to cover yourself, you know, because, and I always tell people, keep in mind, the police is not there to be pro you in a situation. Like, there's this good cop, bad cop, and of course, they're going to, you know, act like, you know, they're on your side and stuff to get a confession out of you or to get questions answered, but they're not pro you. That's where people kind of let their guard down and they end up saying stuff because they, the cops kind of give them a sense of comfortability and that's their job. They can lie to you. They can do whatever they want to get a confession out of you or to get, you know, to solve the case. You don't sound like an advocate of the police well it's just you know no it's not that i'm not an advocate i just want people to be educated because people always think okay well if i give as much information as possible without an attorney that makes me not look suspicious and keep in mind the police is not there for you they're there to solve the case they're there to solve the crime so if they have to lie to you if they have to you know act like they're on your side or whatever it is they're going to do that so you have to look out for yourself and looking out for yourself is getting an attorney because an attorney is going to tell you what to say or what not to say you know okay so that's why i always say i mean i'm just taking 
good advice. Yeah. Um, hopefully, I and I'll start getting money. So yeah. I don't need to have an attorney. And well, that's what I said too. And this is where a lot of people get fucked off because not everybody can hire an attorney. You know, unless you're under arrest and then you get an attorney appointed to you. But at this point, a lot of people can't just hire an attorney to go get questions. Well, this is like prepaid legal. Oh, so like if you're getting like questioning prepaid legal, are they reasonable for like lower income people? That's a good question. I, I, from what I heard is with prepaid legal, it's kind of you're paying a monthly thing, kind of like insurance, mm-hmm. and you're paying it to the law firm. Well, they'll then bring a representative for you. Oh, oh, well, that's awesome. Like you guys check that out because that might be that's really worth it. If you're paying a like a monthly fee, if it's a reasonable fee, that you yeah, then you kind like of have your attorney or hundred dollars a month. Oh, that's but, cheap. Yeah, and but that's I, worth I, it. I believe because I want to say my stepfather. Is a person that was an advocate for prepaid legal. I mean, mm-hmm. like, and most people are like, well, I don't need a lawyer all the time. But it's that fact of you're paying up on that. Exactly. You know, uh, every month. So when it is a $5,000, $10,000 legal fee that mm-hmm. you need to have, then you already have had that invested into a law firm. Yeah. But then they'll have somebody represent you. You know, yeah. because you've already played, you've already been paying this much into the the insurance of a law, of a lawyer. Oh, that's awesome! Thank you, Buddha. So you just probably really helped a lot of people out there because I didn't really know about prepaid legal. I'm sure a lot of people didn't know that. Yeah, know? yeah. And not I, everybody can afford three hundred dollars an hour for an attorney. Let's, yeah. Right, you know, it's insane. But like, yeah. uh, but from my understanding, like, you get you get if you get yourself in a legal bind, you can, if if you've already been paying, you can't just be like, oh shit, I just got. I, yeah. I, I pointed because they will like kind of look into the investigation of cases and stuff for you mm-hmm. so, and, and the kind of the date so you can't like wait until you already been got and then try and prepay uh, legally your yeah. way in there. Oh, you know, yeah, like, hey, I if need you're to... an active client. Okay, that that makes sense. Thank you so much. That was good information. And you know what? I'll look at prepay legal and I'll put that in the show notes along with Michael's murder book. Girl, I think you're just going to put that in show notes, period, of trying to Absolutely, because we're stuff. for the people, you know, whether you're guilty or innocent, everybody deserves a, a defense, everybody deserves a case, that's what it's about, going to trial and proving your point and stuff like that, and not everybody gets that if you're in a low income situation. Well, I, would, I, would, I do believe that everybody does have a fair chance. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Like, give everybody Johnny Cochran. Okay. <laughs> Man, if Johnny Cochran was still alive, I've been a, I would have committed so many murders already by now. Girl. <laughs> and so, so at, at this point, you know, the crazy thing about this is a lot of the people, remember Michael had put in his book about co- being corrupt. So a lot of the people that he wrote about came out to investigate it, you know. So there mm. was, yeah, there was Dwayne Deaver. He was um, the guy that came out to analyze the blood splatter. And so, because this was a small town. So, he used actual names in this book where he was saying that the police force was corrupt? Mm-hmm. He used some of the names, yeah. He did use Of the police names. force mm-hmm. in the district in which he lived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah, that's that's the whole thing. Mm. That, that's what makes this case really crazy. Mm. Uh, so, there was this guy named Dwayne Deaver. He came out to analyze the blood because there was blood spatter all over the wall, all over the floor, all over by the front door because the stairs that she fell down was not that far from the front door. And the staircase, I don't know if you guys, like the house was kind of like an older house. So have you ever seen those staircases where on the side, there's like a, not an elevator, but like a chair for somebody's handicap. They could just ride yep. up them. I've seen yeah. that. Yeah. So it had one of those up there as well. I've always called that the cheap elevator. I was like, if I get older, I don't even care if I don't need it. I just want that. Yeah. That, I think that's cool. I think that's dope. Like I even, yeah, even if I didn't need it, I would just go up it because it's just fine. Right. Cause <laughs> I'm like, that's the cheap elevator yeah. right there. Let me go ahead and use this. Mm-hmm. You can put that in any house. Yeah. 
So that was one of the things too, because remember I said that she had her head was like bashed open, and so they were saying like she could have fell and hit her head on that on the side of that chair, and that would have caused that. But Michael became a murder suspect immediately because in the autopsy it was confirmed that she died from a bleed out on her head. She had seven large lacerations to the skull, but she didn't have any like skull fractures or anything like that. So she also had bruises and scrapes on her face as well. So the police thought that it was said that she, it was like some kind of weapon that was used and maybe like hit, she was hit first and then fell down the stairs Mm. because that's, you know, what the autopsy showed. Now they thought it was a weapon of some sort. They didn't know what it was though. So they ended up getting search warrants for the house. Now this is where the story gets juicy. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. So... On Michael's computer, on Michael's computer, they found male porn because it turned out Michael was bisexual. Okay. Yeah, so he would have sexual relations with men as well. Kathleen, it was said that Kathleen didn't know, but she suspected. Now, the last email that he sent was to a male escort, and that he was supposed to meet up with, but they never met up. But he had told that, and he had told the escort in the email that this is purely for sex. That he said. Did he, he confess to being um, like? Bisexual? Mm-hmm. Eventually, okay. he did. Yeah, eventually, okay. he did. So, he had told the escort in the email that this is purely for sex. He said he loves his wife, that he was married to a dynamite wife. That's what he said, that, you know, that she was just great. Mm-hmm. So, the police came to the conclusion after seeing these things on the computer that she must have found out about his infidelity and he must have got so mad that he beat her and pushed her down the stairs. Because remember, her co-worker was supposed to have sent an email to his computer because, you know what I mean, her computer was unavailable. So she went up, the, this is the theory that the police think happened. Because, so she went upstairs, she was tired, she was going to go to bed. She went to his computer to look for the co-worker's computer, uh, the co-worker's email, and found this male porn on the computer. He got, she approached him, he got mad, beat her, and pushed her down the stairs. That's what the police think happened. Mm. But with mm. the yeah, but the other thing is they've never had a history of domestic abuse. Well, and that and women, the first time men have some curious stuff that they watch with porn, depending on how many times you're stroking, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so women almost always fall into if they if they are a person that are, you have the trust in where they do because I do believe in the household of. Not really locking down phones and computers on each other, right? You know, so yeah. she's allowed to grab, and I'm allowed to grab. So yeah. if she sees, you know, porn on there, yeah, you know, sometimes it's gonna be something that's kind of odd or mm-hmm. different, depending, like I said, on how much you stroke. Mm-hmm. I don't really feel like she would have been confrontational, yeah, if she saw like gay men porn, yeah, and hey. simultaneously, if it was the first time she saw it, I don't know if she even would bring it up. Yeah, and that was my thing, too, because that would escalate so fast. This man was not abusive at all, and all of a sudden, he just got so enraged that he pushed her downstairs and beat her. Right. Like, that just sounds really like that a That sounds excessive. Jump. Yeah, that sounds yeah. that sounds like it was a huge, excessive jump. Yeah. And simultaneously, like, what would she have said to him to antagonize that? I don't that? know. <clears throat> From just seeing gay porn. You didn't even yeah. see the escort thing. You just saw porn. Yeah, no, they, they're saying, they're thinking that he, she saw the porn and that email from the escort, because remember, he was supposed to meet up with the escort. Mm. So, I don't know. Like, the only thing I could think of is a lot of men are really sensitive as far as, like, you know, being gay, you know? So, I was like, she found out about it. Maybe that was their whole theory was, you know, she found out about it. So, he was just like, he... Then he would have never confessed, though. That's one of the reasons why I asked. Did he confess about being gay? Yeah. And he did. So, that's the whole thing. So, that would not have been the case. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I, that's I, this was a big jump to me. That's why this case is so you know kind of it has because it's like one of those things where I said you know what I don't know if he did it or not, but I'm leaning towards one way. You know. Okay, I'm listening. Well, so Michael's friends and family didn't think that it was true that he did this. You know, they all said that he was so happy. And this was the first time they had ever seen him this happy. I mean, even with his first wife, he wasn't this happy, you know. And he said nothing but good things about Kathleen all the time. So, and except for the fact that I he... I mean, was, she probably got him a RoboCop suit in the closet and all mm-hmm. type of stuff. Like, I'd have been happy too. Like, yeah. And it doesn't sound like it's a job that's overly demanding What it sounds like she's gone all the time either. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's... Yeah, it, it sounds, sounds like pretty regular, amazing. Yeah. I mean, where is that job at now? Okay, like they don't even exist no more. Like <laughs> nine to five, and I get paid almost a million dollars, a half a million, quarter million yeah. dollars. So, so I take, I take the quarter million she had. We don't even have to make it, you know, the eighties version and 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 boost it up. All right, give me twenty five, two hundred fifty thousand yeah. now. That's the crazy part about because she was making that in the eighties. So like now, making that in the eighties. Yeah, like you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like she, and she was making it in the eighties. She was able to buy a house every year from her salary alone. Oh you know what I'm God. saying? Right. Do you know how rich, like, that's amazing. Bruh, that's why I'm like, <laughs> she was, bruh, she was making more than basketball players was at the time. Yeah. Now, the police didn't have any other motive except for this cheating. That's it. So, with his first wife, though, he cheated with men and women, but with Kathleen, it was just men. So, that right there, the family and friends were saying that showed that Kathleen was all the woman that he needed, you mm-hmm. know, and he loved her. Now, Kathleen's sister, her name was Candace Zamperini. She looked at the, she was brought in to look at the autopsy photos and she thought he did it. I mean, she really like went in for him. And also Kathleen's daughter, Caitlin, also felt like he did it. And so their blended family fell apart because Caitlin immediately stopped talking to him. And, you know, Michael really, Michael also cut Caitlin out of his life as well at his attorney. His attorney told him, like anybody that's not for you right now, it's not in your best interest to talk to them. So they were at odds. Mm. The other thing that was a little bit weird is that I had mentioned that Todd, the oldest son, he went to a Christmas party, but he was on his way back home too. So, I mean, he didn't, nobody knew when Todd was going to come back home. So would he have really beat his wife's ass, pushed her down the stairs, not knowing when, when he's coming son home? was going to come back. Yeah. So that's, that was kind of different too. That was something to point out as well. Now the prosecution really went in. They that wanted, was a point of interest. Yeah. <laughs> Now, the prosecution went in. They charged him for murder. Now, Candace, the sister, also stated that she had given Kathleen a a fireplace blog when Kathleen was still married to her first husband, and this was a Christmas present. So, Candace said that this could have been what was used to beat her sister and push her down the stairs with it. The blow poke was never found in the house at that point. It hadn't been found. Now, other, you know, investigation also showed that the couple was about $140,000 in debt, but it wasn't like, it wasn't a bad debt because it was being paid. So it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't being paid. Kathleen was actually paying on it. They was paying on it. So it wasn't an uncomfortable debt, but this was just something they, you know, uncovered in the finances. Now, Michael said that part of that was... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when you make, like I said, when you're making like a quarter million, that's what a lot of people don't even know with celebrities. The funny thing is, even little Wayne said that he got judged as being worth like $63 million. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't know how you guys are judging this money because I don't got that in the bank. Yeah. He's like, and I got nowhere near that. 
Mm. Um, you know, so you go going by, you know, equity and what it is if you liquidate yeah. and the, the amount of estimated mm. income of what somebody is actually worth. Yeah, the net worth. <clears> right. They take, and a lot of that is, yeah, like their houses, all that stuff combined. It's not their money. Right. Yeah. And, and simultaneously is their houses aren't even really theirs either because yeah. they actually don't actually own the houses. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens with a lot of the repossessions and all that. Worked for bank for a little while. That's what I'm saying, you know, yeah. and understanding that a lot of America's in debt. Yeah. Like on some real stuff. Once you're making over about a hundred, a hundred fifty thousand, you're usually in debt a yeah. good amount of money, like thirty to forty thousand, mm-hmm. just of you know. But it's payable debt yeah. of what's realistic. Mm-hmm. So the fact that that debt is half of less than half of what she makes annually, yeah, I don't see that as a problem. That's not even a bad debt. And, yeah. and then when they, and the, also he works and he's about to you know get a movie yeah. job. Yeah, because he yeah he had a, a you know he was a writer, so every time he would get his book deal, he would get a considerable stipend as well. Right. So, so he's been getting money. Yeah. Now, when Michael was questioned about it, he said that part of this debt was Kathleen's Jaguar that was leased. And then he said they put part of it on their credit card to get points for, like, trips and stuff like that. And then Kathleen would immediately pay on it. So, now, Kathleen was in fear of a layoff because people had started getting laid off from work. So, but that was, you know, it wasn't, like, a big deal. It was just a fear. But it wasn't said that she was going to get laid off, Mm -hmm. you know. Now, from Kathleen's job, Michael collected three hundred thousand dollars from work benefits, and that was the. But there was a life insurance policy as well, worth one point four million dollars. But the beneficiary was the, her daughter Caitlin and her ex husband. So remember what I talked about. Typically, if somebody was married before and they had a kid, that ex is going to be the beneficiary usually. So, I mean, that's what I do. So yeah. I know you love me if you're the new person. Right. But I don't you think you get none. Okay. With that, I, I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I'm a person that just firmly believes. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because, and I, and I told my girl that I'm with now, that I, I you was the person that I started this with. Mm-hmm. You're the person that I tried my best with and you having children. So even if it, it doesn't work out and I go to somebody else, I'm going to still take care. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to still send money and do the things that I can. I'm going to still be actively a part of. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you know, in the respect of someone who was there as a part of your life and so much and someone who has contributed so much. Well. Yeah, absolutely. So that was why. So the defense attorney was saying that this debt wouldn't have been a motive. I mean, the three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, people have killed for less, but the fact that the that big one, the one point four million dollars, he wasn't even the beneficiary on it. They was like, that's not really a motive either, you know. Um, now there was dried blood on Kathleen, and the investigator started wondering if maybe her murder happened earlier and he had just waited a while to call the police to make sure she was dead because that happens a lot when you kill somebody you want to make sure that they're dead then you call the police so that's one thing that they was looking at uh the other thing that they said was there was two wine glasses on the counter but there was no fingerprints from kathleen on the wine glass kathleen had a blood alcohol level of 0.07 and she did have volume in her system as well there was blood on the bottom of her feet and she had a neck injury, but she had also been, um, had gotten into an accident a few weeks ago in her swimming pool where she dived and she had like hit the bottom. So they didn't know if it was from that. It could have still been from that. So it wasn't necessary from the fall. Now, Candace, the sister, also told the investigators some interesting news. So do you remember Liz Ratcliffe, which was the best friend in Germany? that he's raising the daughters yes okay so liz ratcliffe remember i said both those parents was dead but she was actually found at the bottom of her stairwell as well in germany yeah this is what made the i said this story is juicy yeah so remember i said so liz ratcliffe her husband george had died first right and so they you know started taking care of the girls now this is what happened with liz 
Michael was had been taking care of the girls and everything like that. And he had taken Liz home that night, right? And he ended up going back home. The nanny comes in the next morning and finds Liz dead at the bottom of the staircase. Nanny, The nanny called the police and she got Michael because she knew that they were all really super close. Mm-hmm. And they all ran back to the house and found out that Liz had died from a cerebral brain, brain hemorrhage. And so that was a whole thing with Liz. So it was like that. So now they assumed mm. her body. They they did assume her body to find out. At first they said it was natural causes. They just said Liz accidentally failed. Well, that they, yeah. Right. And so now because of this case, though, it caused them to go back and assume her body. Now they were saying that there's signs of homicide. Mm. But the thing to be noted was the same investigators or the same, you know, technician that did Kathleen's body also did Liz's body. So it was said like, okay, they that already have it. Person. Yeah. Well, they already have it in their mind. You know what I mean? That it, this could be a murder. So should they have used somebody different for Liz's? Yes. That's, yeah. So that was, that was that. So that was a little bit weird, but it may have been a coincidence. Who knows? Now, That'd be a horrible coincidence. That is a horrible coincidence. But at the same time, though, too, the defense attorney has said, well, Michael didn't really gain anything from Liz's death. I mean, the only thing he gained was those two girls, and he didn't even want to take those two girls in in the first place. So, I mean, um, yeah, so... It was what you had stated before. He wasn't the one that wanted the kids. It was the, it was the wife that it wanted the kids. It was the wife that wanted the kids. So, I don't know what he would have got out of killing Liz, but that was just an important piece. And they ain't getting no life insurance from them and, oh, and, oh, yeah. out there. They, ain't, they don't got money like that out there. Yeah. Well, at that time, they didn't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was just... Yeah, that was interesting, but I'm not sure how much that... I mean, it's just a weird coincidence, but I don't know. I don't know why he would have killed her. Now, Michael's trial started, and it lasted for months. The bloke poke was actually ended up being found in the basement, but it turned out not to be the murder weapon at all. So they were back to square weapon, the square one with that. They don't know where the weapon was. Now the jury deliberated for 14 hours and they found him guilty of first degree murder. So he was convicted and he was given mm. life with no parole. Jeez. Now years went by. Him and his team started filing appeals after appeals. He was losing the appeals. Now, Michael had a neighbor named Larry Pollard who spent hours reviewing the evidence, and he happened to be an attorney, and he was like, he just don't think Michael did this. Well, what were the grounds where they were saying that they did convict him of the crime? Did that have that? They, the only, the evidence they had was, A, he was the only one in the house. They also used the evidence from the fact that Liz had fell down the stairs as well, and they used, uh, the other evidence was, which was the blood evidence as well. And basically, they really oh, and the cheating. So that the cheating thing with men, they use the prosecution used that. That was their strongest defense against him. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like like most cases that I go over. And they have so much evidence. It seems like a lot of this was like circumstantial, but they was able to nail them on it. Right. I've never heard circumstantial evidence yeah. give somebody life with no parole. Yeah, life with no parole. Woo. But this Larry Pollard guy is going to step in and really help him out a lot because he really felt like Michael was innocent and he really believed it. He spent hours reviewing the evidence and pouring over it. And it so happened that he was an attorney. So what he found was, are you ready for this? Because this is when the case gets hella weird. Girl, just bring it on. Okay. So he found that Kathleen had a microscopic feather in her hair. She also had strands of her own hair clutched in her hand. And that hair had blood on it as well. There was tree bark and there was pine needles. This was all documented in the autopsy report as well. So this is, he's reading these reports. Now, 
there was a lot of feathers. This tree bark and pine needles in her hand? Uh-huh. In her hair. So there was hair, and then she had tree bark and pine needles in her hair, and then she had hair in her hands, and her hands was clutching it. And that also had tree bark and pine needles in it as well. Now, this is the theory that was raised about Kathleen's death. And this is crazy. So this is late 2009 now, right? So Michael's been in prison for like, well, I want to say eight years at this point. This is the theory that was raised. That when she, that night, when she went to bed, or she was going upstairs to go to bed, for whatever reason, she went outside first. She opened the door. And she got attacked by a barred owl outside. And then she started screaming. And she ran upstairs real quick because those owls, like, it, it hurt really bad. So she ran upstairs to get a towel and she fell unconscious and hit her head while she was trying to go upstairs because she was just delirious after being attacked by an owl. That area had happened to have been a lot of owls and they are known to kind of attack people. Mm. So I was mm. like, this is the craziest. I was like, that doesn't even matter. I was like, you see what Okay. Yeah. I can see why if I was presented as a jury, like either her husband killed her or she was attacked by an owl. Right. I'm like, all right, bro. Look, if those are the options, he killed her. Is that right? Now you see that, and I'm just gonna say at this part, since we're at this part, that's why I'm leaning more towards his guilt because I'm like, so no, she was attacked by an owl. But, uh, this is true. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, owls attack people. But how often do you hear of that happening? That is just so wild. Ra- wow, it's so random. That is random. That like, is random, what? but people get attacked by deers and a deer will whoop your ass. Yeah. Let me tell you. Wild animals are wild and they come at you yeah. like a hellcat. I mean, I have yeah. had some wild interactions. Even a cat, like an actual domesticated feline, uh-huh. if that thing loses it and starts coming at you, it's you got a problem on your hands. Yeah. You got this furrin clawing, fast moving every 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 uh appendage it has is meant for killing and, and striking. Yeah. So that means hands and feet and mouth. Yeah. So you got five things on your oh, ass. Right. Yeah. Or something like a possum or a raccoon. Let me tell you, I was at a camp and a raccoon and <laughs> a raccoon had broken to our camp. This about to be and funny. We had to lock it into the rat into the restroom. Because we was like, bro, we don't know what this thing is gonna try and do with it. Because it was big, it's big. They're like the size of people, some some small level trash cans. They're good size, and I mean, like that raccoon ripped the door to shreds. Oh like the God. inside, we had to hold it. Like it was like a horror movie. It was like, oh God, the door was like trembling and shit. I felt like I was on the Goonies. Yeah. It was just like the door trembling, like, making these weird sounds, and oh it's scratching God. the dog shit out of that door until it broke a window. It it broke a window like a bandit thief. On a, on, a, on a in a in a kung fu movie, yeah. like jumped out and had smoke coming out of this shit, and like ninja vanished yeah. and jumped the fuck off. And when we opened that door, like bro, I mean, like it was it was from a man who is about six foot tall. It was from where it would be his chest level down oh, of yeah. shreds on that door. Damn, of so, what that animal was doing. So yeah. just because it's not really big, yeah, you know, and people say stuff like, oh, you know, we made hats out of beavers, and beavers are real, uh, you know, defenseless. Run up on a beaver if you want to. Them motherfuckers will chop your shit up. Yeah. They are, they, they, they're defenseless because of the fact that they don't go to attack first. They go yeah. to escape first. Yeah. But keep in mind that it is a huge rodent with big teeth yeah. that can chop down trees. Oh, yeah. So if he bites into your leg, bro, he's going to chew through your leg like it's wood. Oh, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, oh, no. so it is, 
if you get attacked by an animal, I can. It sounds funny. It sounds silly. It sounds <laughs> unbelievable. But an animal attack, I don't know if I believe it a hundred percent. But I will say, an animal and my sister's afraid of birds. Animals will mess you up yeah. more than you think they will. Yeah, I mean, I, I just found out hippo. Was it hippos? Yeah, hippos. The the little the big animals that like swim and stuff. They they are vicious ass creatures. You just found like, that out. My like, brother in law uh... <laughs> wears a hippo as a chain. As an emblem, he says his spirit animal is a hippo uh, because uh, hippos kill more people than gators and lions. Did you know that? No. That, no, I found that out and I was like, how? Like, that doesn't even make because sense. Because they got big old massive jaws of their uh, size. They, they, they weigh like two tons. They're bigger than cars. So I gotta be You worried. come in their territory, they would break you off. Yeah, that's, like, that's crazy because I was like, okay, I don't want to be like along with a lion. And they got, like they got like, teeth that are eight inches, mm-mm. eight or nine inch teeth. They don't need to. They don't need to chew you up. They just need to catch you with those one time. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I can believe it. I mean, because I believe that. Like, I believe it been attacked by. I just feel like this is just so convenient. Like all of a sudden, that specific night, an owl attacked her ass, and then she went upstairs. To is that out. convenient? I don't know. I'm like, that's what? not convenient at all. They outside drinking, have a good time, <laughs> she got her ass whooped by an owl. <laughs> went up the stairs and did fall the fuck back down and die. That ain't convenient. <laughs> Right after your husband get a movie deal? Damn! I thought about that. Right after. And then he, he goes to prison and all that. Oh. Right, and he gets sent to jail because you got attacked by an ass. That is not fucking convenient. <laughs> oh, and I didn't even mention this part. So remember I told you he got $300,000 from her job for like the little life insurance? He had to spend all that on attorneys. Yeah, he did. Oh, no, no, no. That ain't convenient. And yeah. she was the breadwinner. He ain't got a movie deal now, and he still ain't, and they still ain't worried about his next payment on the book. Ain't no convenience yeah. there. So that's what my next question was. So like, you know, how he had the deal and all that stuff, and his books was going all good. So like, when all this happened, this shit just got shut down. You think the shit agent, got shut down? So they ain't fucking with him. Called, you see, like, oh, you know what happened to Johnny Depp, and that was on suspicion <laughs> of him doing something to his girl. Like, we ain't messing with you no more, bro. It's over. Cut it out. They ain't doing it. Never again. And they still ain't going back and give it to him. Damn. So based on this, that his agent probably called him and canceled that and shit. And canceled bro. everything. Killed all his dreams. He's like, shut that down, bro. We're not supporting you. <laughs> oh, that's... Uh, and you th- you claim he did that for what a chick makes and what she what she made in a year? With, if she got a bonus, she made 300000 in a year. You think he killed her for that? I don't... That's what I'm saying. For that, Because of it being so improbable, yeah. it's, it's the same thing of... of Sherlock Holmes was said. Yeah. Once you take out all of the variables, uh-huh. whatever is left, even though improbable, uh-huh. is what is the possible is what is pro- probable. Yeah, yeah. Even though it may seem absurd and silly and uh, and and really just off the chain, what is uh, when you look at it and vice versa? Wh- I mean, you talking about just male porn? And let me tell you something: if they got a divorce, he'd be winning. Yeah, she was the breadwinner. Yeah, so that wouldn't even make sense. So it's not like, like she'd get he'd get a divorce and she'd take his money. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So he'd be the beneficiary of the divorce. Yeah. Yeah. So now I don't know. Now I'm changing my theory a little bit. Like I'm changing. Like because remember I told you I was leaning more towards his guilt because that out theory just sounded hella crazy. But it does. Like, sound, damn. But even though it, 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 Albert, not I'm out. Sorry, Albert Einstein, but. He just seems as smart. But Sherlock Holmes is one of his favorite quotes of saying, even though it may seem absurd, however improbable, if you take care of, if you go through all the probabilities, 
then however improbable the, it is, then it must be the probability. It must be the cause. Mm-hmm. I can't, I'm not saying it correct because I've been drinking. Right, but, but, that, but I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. yeah, that's what he's. That's what it is. And sometimes, and he's even, what, that's what he's saying is sometimes even when he's done great investigations on cases and you think it may be somebody who strangled somebody, it'd be like, it really was. It. She was just drinking and slipped over a pearl and broke her own neck. Yeah. Like, it, it sounds crazy, but that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. All the all the evidence, all the improbable, impossible they may sound, that's what happened. And I will say in this case, this case honestly has the most circumstantial evidence and the least amount of slam dunk evidence than some of the cases we've covered. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm like. It has. That's like, what I'm like. It's too much of people putting their. That's why I was like, don't tell me how you feel about things when you read it to me. Yeah. It's too many people that it seems like they put in what they feel than what is the actual fact of what's going on. Yeah. You thought she was getting poked by a poker. It didn't happen. Mm. That, that's not where the lacerations came from. Yeah. So she had to have gotten lacerations before she was starting to fall down the steps from somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't from him yeah. in which any had no evidence in which it does point. Mm-hmm. It had to have been then from a third party. Right. That third party had not, could not have been somebody that lived there unless her son acted like he was faking and it came in and whooped his own mama's ass yeah. and then let her run up the steps and for some reason she was just cool with it. Well, and no, that, was, that was actually his stepmom. Because remember, the, the sons was by the first wife. Yeah, yeah but, you, but yeah. it was still his mama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If she making money like that and y'all living good like that, that's your mama. <laughs> that's, that's your, your mama. Yeah, right? Because I'm pretty sure she was making way more than Lady in Germany. So Let me see, mama. right? That's my mama, boy. I'd be like, bro, don't you talk about my life, bro. This is good. I'd be like, bro, we good now. We good. I turned into all that type of house. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but heck no. So, so that's why I'm like, it's, it's too much where it's like the people... That are supposed to be the suspects are that aren't benefiting from this. Yeah, to them. right. Well, Larry Pollard, the attorney, he actually brought this up to you know the he filed a motion with the judge. You know what I mean to look at all this evidence because he was like you know he found he was the one that looked and saw that it could have been an owl. You know that did this. Now at first the judge rejected the motion for a new trial, but what really tipped everything off was in two thousand eleven. The blood splatter expert, uh, Dwayne Deeper, he was accused of falsifying evidence in a lot of cases. And he actually got fired. Mm, mm, mm. So he was like majorly corrupt. Now because of the, he, and he was corrupt. As it was said in the book. Yeah, over the past 25 years, he was really corrupt. So after he got fired, Michael ended up getting granted a new trial. So in 2017, he I took, mean, how did y'all look at that? I was going to say mm-hmm. that in the whole sense of uh, conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. If he wrote a book about you guys being corrupt, if you guys really wanted to have it being as set as possible for him not to be put back on you, I would have been asked another police force yeah. to then investigate this case. Mm-hmm. Because it's too much of that saying that you wrote a book, and we all know the police don't take that well, yeah. of you snitching on them and talking about things bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was like a, a more than a few cases of civil rights leaders yeah. who end up getting beaten back alleys by police officers yeah. because they, they're telling the truth yeah, about that some happened, things. Yeah, a lot. That's happened a lot. Yeah. So you then are, that's what I'm saying, it's too much, where it's not on his benefit and people of the advocacy that he's not that he's actually not you know uh, boistering well for it, doing some career ending stuff maybe take down the entire police force and they are the ones that's in there. Mm-hmm. That's a major and conveniently conflict. botching information and yeah. botching evidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's too much conflict of it. That's it's too much where I can't say that he was that guy. Uh, me, I can't at yeah. this point. But go ahead. Now, in 2017, after his new trial, he took what's called an Alford plea. 
So this is the first time on this podcast we've talked about the offer plea and what that is, is it's a specialized plea uh, that, you know, that people can take that says they're not, you're not saying that you're guilty. You're not saying that you're innocent, but you're saying that you recognize that the jury would have enough evidence to convict you if it goes to trial again. So you're basically putting in an, an offer plea in this situation. And this gets used, it doesn't get used a lot. And it's something that both parties, the DA and the defense has to agree to, and the judge has to agree to it as well. Mm. So he entered that plea in again. Now, this dropped his um, his um, case down from first-degree murder to voluntary manslaughter, and he got eight years in prison. But because he had already did his time in prison, he got mm. out with time served, right. which was really good. Now, a lot of people, like, the offer plea is great because most of the time you go free with the offer plea. The only thing is that's still on your record. It's not saying that, like, you didn't do it. So, you know, in your community But the fact stuff, that they brought it up has enough where they feel like, it yeah. was circumstantial. Mm-hmm. It, it is something that we need to reinvestigate. At this time, we cannot prove, mm-hmm. disprove what happened. Right. But it is a lot, even what they feel, that it may not be what you were convicted for. Mm-hmm. Now, what, once he got out, he did write two books, and I'll put the link in the show notes. All the proceeds go to charity or to Caitlin because Caitlin, her daughter, actually sued him for a civil uh, for a, civ- a civil suit. She filed a civil suit against him. She won twenty five million dollars. So pretty much, like a lot of the income that he gets has to go to her. Now, was he even worth twenty five million? Jesus. Well, and that's the thing, well, that's yeah. his mother mm-hmm. would have brought in that much revenue over the course of a lifetime. I yeah. Guess. Now, he had a girlfriend for a little while while he was in prison named Sophie, but he didn't want to move to France. When he was doing life in prison without parole, they did this whole thing. Like, they would fantasize together and, you know, but then, because she lived in France, but when he got out, he didn't want to move to France because by now, he'd already had grandkids and stuff like that. He wanted to stay with his family. So, he actually broke up with her and he got back with his first wife, Patty, Patricia. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me she fell down the goddamn steps. No, no, she didn't fall down the stairs. Now, she stuck with him through the whole trial. She believed in his innocence and stuff like that. She died from a heart attack in 2021. Right now, he's almost 80 years old. He lives in a one-bedroom apartment and is still in Durham. Now, all his kids, I try to find out, you know, about the kids. They all pretty much, you know, kept a low profile. But his son, Todd, put on social media one day ranting about his dad being a serial killer and he accused his dad of waiting too long to call the police when Patty was having a heart attack. So that was something interesting. He also said because uh, Todd has a really bad addiction and he said that his dad is the cause of his sobriety being broken. Caitlin is married. The one that, that was um, Kathleen's mom. I mean, Kathleen's daughter. She's married. Clinton, the other son, or Clayton is married with kids as well. And the, the two girls, I don't know what happened to the two girls. I can't find out well, any they information. Disassociate yeah, they them. just disassociated. But, you know, for this case, I don't have a stupidest part of the crime because I'm like, if he did do it, he did that, though. Because that's probably the way I would have did it, make it look like an accident. I feel like I can't see anything he would have I mean, did wrong. But there would be things to do wrong if you're sitting there making it look like an accident. There would be the footprints on, on the steps mm-hmm. or something like that. There'd be the evidence of the later on if you guys are doing testing and you find in rem- remnants of pine needles and all that in mm-hmm. her hand and her mm-hmm. hair, 
you know, then how did you not find, you know, the fence wounds right. of, you know, the scratching in his skin fragments under her nails and all that. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, because she would have been fighting back. Right. So that's, yeah. for me, it's a lot of, it actually does show. Now, is he, was he a negligent guy that probably drank too much and he probably thought she was playing around when he first saw her on the ground and he just came over there like, Betty, cut it out. Oh, hey. I don't know. Get up. Oh get up. And like, and so he probably did that to his wife again before. Yes, he's probably you know a person that's not like diligent when he first sees stuff like that. But that doesn't make him kill her. Yeah, like I don't like I don't know that this case is. And so what if this bitch really got killed by an owl and her husband? I would be so mad if I was a husband. What if she really did get attacked by an owl and fell down the stairs that he went to jail for? That is like the most bad luck. That is, but what like, like I'm saying, I've seen I've seen YouTube videos of guys. Who use deer urine and spray it on their cells to try and attract a deer, and a deer walk up and whoop his fucking ass. Damn. And it's like, but it's like, how do you explain that story? Like, know. if you come home with that guy, they're gonna be like, "Did you and Tom get in a fight?" Be like, "I swear I didn't fight Tom." If y'all had, a, if, especially if y'all argued the day before or something like that, everybody gonna think that you and Tom had a fight. But it's because like, trying to explain him like a deer ran up on us, like a deer ran up on two hunters with guns, right? And started and started jumping on Tom for no damn reason. Like, bro, it's gonna sound. <laughs> abstract and sound kind of crazy, but that's what happened. Yeah. Oh my god. I know. You know. Now that I think about it, it's true because you've told me stories before, and I was like, "This sounds crazy." Like, right? Sometimes happen. I'm telling you. Sometimes like, I love you... real life. Sometimes yeah. real life be crazy. Yeah. Crazier you... than fiction. And nobody believed that, but imagine nobody believing your story. And the husband, he outside by the pool. He didn't know that she got attacked by the house. So he's like, and I drinking. Don't know what the fuck happened? He out there intoxicated, all the stuff. Didn't even know. And he's like, the hell. <laughs> like, like, is this a prank? He probably didn't even react no, at first. Did <laughs> nobody believe your wife just dead at the bottom of the steps? Like, what, what, what is this? What happened? <laughs> like, you playing? Tom, you here? Huh? Oh, shit, this might be real. Like, like, right. Because <laughs> now that I remember, they said, well, "What if they he waited to call the police? Well, what if that's why he waited to call because he didn't know?" Like, like immediately, like, and it also it also does suffice for the dry blood because yeah. of the fact that you got your the first blood was from that owl with your ass. <laughs> that shit dried up a little bit when oh. you was hitting up the steps. Yeah. <laughs> see now this is the funniest case now we done did you see because it, it's, it's just to me that sounds like I said even though it's abstract even though it's extreme it sounds more realistically that's what happened damn it sounds like that's what happened because I went in this like yeah he's guilty because that's the only other thing that could have happened nah he did that shit right and now I'm like damn that sounds plausible the owl fucking did that you know what it makes me believe it because I, I used to watch the show until I just couldn't take it once I had kids I was like oh, it actually started to terrify me but I used to watch a show called A Thousand Ways to Die. Oh, and a show yeah. called, Have you seen that I, yeah, show? Yeah, uh-huh. So it kind of shows you like all of the accidental, fluke-ass ways people be dying. Yeah. So it happens. Like, fluke ways of dying happens more often than you think. No, that brings me up one... Okay, did you hear about the girl? It wasn't on the show, but it was on the news. It was so sad. So she was like a college girl. You know how like you pull your car up to put your um, your card into the machine to get a ticket out? Like, you know, for, I don't know, let's say you're going to a parking garage or something like that. She drops her card on the ground, right? And so she has to open the door to get the car. As she's reaching, she actually did put her car in park. So the car rolls and then she hits her head. And then just dies. Like, just like that. Girl, no, I didn't hear about that. See, that was yeah. sad. There's a lot what? of fluke ways. Yeah. There's a lot of fluke ways. That people be really just dying. That people though. really die. That's scary. And it's just, it, it doesn't, like, the, especially the flukes, they don't pick, you know, people. 
It doesn't yeah. pick your economic level and what have you. You're just one of those people that this is the fluke. Damn, I hope that don't happen. I just need to be able to have an open casket, whatever happens, because... Right? That's... Like, I, I've, I've, read that, I've, I've read that there's people that love boomerangs and start getting the real expensive ones that are... The, there's expensive wooden level boomerangs. Oh. Boomerangs are actually original... <laughs> Boomerangs actually originally made to be hunting tools. Oh, to to kill birds. I don't what? know if you knew that. Yeah. And so so they they didn't have to always go back and try and collect their rocks and yeah. the slingshots. So oh. that's why boomerangs actually invented. But I've heard people like full out getting knocked out, killed by their own fucking boomerang. <laughs> like you throw it, it came back faster than you thought. Shit. And it really took you down. Damn, that that's embarrassing. Even though you're like dead, that's still embarrassing because that's part of your legacy. Imagine getting taken out by a fluke. Wow. By, yeah, by a fluke, you know, wow. that's that's like, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's what us as humans used to learn our lessons of the world, and it seems like we're like less believing of fluke deaths, yeah. like less believing of, you better not, better, you don't put your, and I, honestly, because I've heard people that, and it was a guy from my church that got investigated from that, because they thought he killed, they thought at first, initially, he killed his wife, because her hair was busted open, but they thought <laughs> like she, she would put her foot on the side of her, of the, of the bathtub when she get out the shower. Instead of stepping oh. all the way out, she would step on the side of the bathtub and then out. step down. I'm trying to picture that because when I get out the shower, oh, she why did she put her foot on the bathtub and then step down? The, I, that's what I'm saying. Over. Like nobody, so she did that. Like, she, and she been doing it for years. So she was. Step, I'm trying to figure out you. So you step over and then you put the other foot on this step down. That seems like an extra step. That seems like step right. Over. Like instead of just stepping over the bathtub, yeah. like. We ended up, like they gave a public warning at our church because of that. It was like so when you step when you get so, out the bathtub, make sure you just step all the way out. So they, they gave what, a warning to the people at the church. So then what happened? She just slipped. She slipped while her foot was still up because she was like you know she'll step on it. Yeah. And then she, I guess she would step over and transition the other leg down. Uh-huh. And while she was in the air with that one leg, it slipped up and bust her head open. She <laughs> At first, he was the suspect. Like, you killed your <laughs> wife, busted her head up in the bathroom after she got out the shower. But it's actuality, you, you stepping on the tub head. <laughs> and people are like, who does why that? Did she do that? That's what everybody asked. That's what everybody was asking. Like, why would you step on the tub head? <laughs> <laughs> so then she got accused of her own death. Don't yeah, he got accused of her death. Like, yeah. like, what, I, he was murdered. They was thinking it was a club or an object or something like that. It was a whole church. I remember it was a church announcement. But like, just for the children, being safe for people out there, be sure to step all the way out of the bathtub. <laughs> like, oh, like, well, <laughs> so did they talk about that? Was they gossiping in the church about them? Oh, bro, it was a gossip about it for initially because you know she had been doing it her whole life and walking out. She was like seventy something, maybe even the late sixties, and he he had been at first had been had been put in and questioned and all that. People like I don't know, I'm not gonna use the name, but Mr. Thompson, Mr. Johnson. His, his butt, I, I don't know, it was Mr. Garnish. It was something like that. I don't remember the name. But the point is, it's like, bro, he was like, yeah, I don't, man. I, did you hear? He murdered his wife. Like, some people <laughs> saying murdered. Some people be like, yeah, he found his wife dead because he was the person that made the phone call. Damn. But he was the same person that was I the want, suspect. Well, I like, hear his well, call. what was happened? He saying, please, hello much on the call. Girl, <laughs> I, I didn't hear the call. I didn't hear the call. Oh, my God. She busted her head. But yeah, flipped all the way over. It was like, it was like odd. It was like. Like, how, did, how she died was, like, not even where her head should have been. Like, it was, like, Wait, the sink was on the left side, and, like, the the shower door was on the right side, but somehow her head was on the left side, ah. and she's, like, she did a whole, like, like a whole flip, like a 360 cartwheel what in the air, flipped around, whoop, whoop, 
whoop, blam, and came down and <laughs> came down on it. So they was what like, was that's that? not, so at first they was like, she could have fell out the tub and fell this direction. How'd she get to this direction? Like they had to like determine that from the splatter and shit, like <laughs> she flipped around in the air. Like, so, like was her whole, was she able to have an open casket funeral? Like, yeah, it was just the was top, it? it was like they scalped her ass. The, the uh, top of her head was fucked off. It was just, the top part, the scalp part was fucked off, but her face and stuff was normal. <laughs> but, the, <laughs> But her whole top part of that melon got cracked open. <laughs> so she did a flip though? Apparently is what they was explaining. It hit the sink from the bottom side. <laughs> like, whoop, bow. Wait, but that's how you know it's really your time to go when shit like that starts happening. Man, when you do a cartwheel to, to go out, that's what Jesus <laughs> telling us. We going out in style. <laughs> that was the Lord like, let's have fun on the way out. Let's do this. <laughs> What do you think that she was thinking at her last moment that she doing a cartwheel? Oh, shit. That's what she was thinking. <laughs> and she was like, shit. Boop, boop, boop. Like, oh. she, was, she didn't even think she was going to die. She just thought, you know, like, this was some, <laughs> you know, this was going to be one of those fluke times she sprained her ankle or something like that. <laughs> like, I'm going to tell them I sprained my ankle coming out the shower, but your ass died that time. Oh, no. That's crazy. So now, like, I'm going to talk about this now. I, I, I don't know. I think he's innocent now. I'm t- that's what I'm, I'm saying. Like this whole thing I've seen saying, I've seen fluke murders. Right, and then hearing this story, I feel like Michael Peterson might be just innocent. <laughs> He's a problem of some bad circumstance, Damn. man. But fluke deaths happen. That do yeah. do happen. That is so sad. Well, at least he, you know, he had to give up eight years, but at least he semi got his life back. Because man, it could have been worse. I mean, he could still be up in there. You know, I, I feel like it's a blessing that, that people found some way to get him out. Yeah, it's a good thing Until that God Larry that actually convicted him. Yeah, he had somebody that was actually advocating for him because Larry didn't give up. Right. So. I mean, because I mean, we're talking about we know blood splatter and all the stuff. You watch a lot of CSI. Got me watching stuff like that. Yeah. But I mean, for it to be a, a lot of blood, mm-hmm. for you to have what to have been interacting with her to make her go down them steps. There's no way that you wouldn't have blood on you oh, from yeah, that and splatter true. and all that. Yeah. So it's just it's just so much. It's and he just wouldn't so have time not... to go take a shower and change. Right. It. Yeah. So yeah. With your I son agree. coming in unexpectedly and right. all that in the mess. Yeah. So it's just like it's it's too much point to circumstantial. It, it, like I said, it may sound kind of silly and crazy, but that's more than likely what just happened. Damn. Well, do you know what we're covering next week? Well, no, I do not. We have something special going on. Our friend Donna is coming on to talk about... So, it's going to be half true crime, and then she's going to talk about this book that she wrote about a serial killer. So, this is going to be really fun. And we're going to read some true crime articles next week. So, what are we doing? Endorsing book writers now? now we're, we're moving into corporate business? We're endorsing Donna Michelle Ramos, because she's actually one of my closest friends. Who paid you to say her full name like that? <laughs> That's her author name. That's what's on her books. We have to look up Donna Michelle Ramos on Amazon. How many times are you going to say this name? I'm going to say it. Are, so are, are you paid to say it, like, at least two more times? It seems like... <laughs> You're just plugging this in. You're just plugging it yeah, in. Yeah, we're going to talk about her Let's book. Say it one more time. What's the name? Donna Michelle Ramos, and her book is called Absorption. If anybody wants to read it before we get to it, mm. we're going to be interviewing her. All right. So make sure you pick up the book from Donna Michelle Ramos on Amazon. It is. Yeah. <laughs> get your promotion points. Yes. In the meantime, please follow us on Instagram, Hot Garbage Show. Send us an email about if you want to hear anything, like any kind of cases you want us to cover. We like to take care of our listeners, don't we? We do. Actually, we appreciate it. This is becoming 
more than I ever thought it was gonna be. It's, yeah. it's, it's fun. It's fun. And our email is hotgarbagenews at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at Hot Garbage Show. Follow me on TikTok at Author Nisha. And please like and you know, leave a review for the show. Leave us a five star review. I mean, if you don't like it, please don't leave us a one star. Just email me and tell me you don't like it. I think if we get like five thousand followers, I will legitimately get online. I will I will come to the internet just for this. Oh, that'd be so wonderful. I am not on anything on any public social media, but I would come on for my followers if we get five thousand. Well, in the meantime, take care and watch your back out there.